Hello, and welcome into episode 80 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is slightly better than what we're thinking. I'm Carrie. I am joined by everybody today, but for reasons that I won't go into, um, we have had... An abundance of caution. Yes. It, it, we're being, we are being responsible adults in this... Uh, in this Oh, and so that is not bacon. That is somebody else's dog. I think it's Rob's dogs, actually. So welcome, Rob's dogs. But anyway, through an abundance of caution, we are we are all meeting over Skype along with Rob's dogs. Yeah, and it's actually it actually worked out because Chad, again for reasons um, not related not not related to COVIDs, but because of an abundance of caution, because the lake house is is a cruel mistress. Um, Chad was not going to be able to be here in in the Fort Lewis studios, um, but just because we're doing this on Skype, Chad Chad is is with us today. That's right. Thank God for technology, right? That's exactly right. Just my I would nose, my nose thanks you, my if, brother. If you get up, I would just ask you to mute yourself. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, dude, it, it sounds like exploding whales. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, that might be a nice segue, too. Yeah. yeah now, but... <laughs> the, the thing I like is like you and John. It's pretty much the same seat I always have, so it's not that much different. It's true because you're sitting, we, but we are sitting uh, uh, per- closer than we usually do. No. Yeah. yeah. No. No, because I'm usually more in the middle of of where I'm, I'm at. Oh. I'm saying me and you are sitting closer. Well, see, I'm usually shifted to the left. Well, that's yeah. true because we got to make room for we, Chad. There's five that's, people. So that yeah. is, yeah, that is. We have the same spacing, but our location is different. All right, and, we get and it. Today we would have to make more room for Chad. <laughs> so that I got it, Chad. I got to bring this up because this this truly was hilarious. So Chad ended up. You went to a lake house, right, with some friends. Yeah, we a uh, guys trip we've done for almost twenty years now every yeah. fall. Yeah, and so you know everybody was all kosher and and everything like that, but uh, Chad sent us a video that, that uh, oh my god said oh my god. I believe the caption was this is what happens or don't don't be the first one at the lake house to pass out. Yeah, so my buddy like I'd already gone in to tackle him. He he had left. Uh, he got busted out of the poker game, so he went in and he was on his phone on his bed watching the Mandalorian, the most recent Mandalorian. And so I decided that once I won the poker game, uh, I ran in there and I just like dove on his bed and tackled him, right? <laughs> and just laughed because, you know, I'm about twice his size. That made it even funnier. <laughs> so then I said, I'm going to bed. And I hit it and it was like, boom, just, you know, night, night, right? <laughs> I had no idea. They sent that video to me. I did not even know that had gone on. <laughs> so they took they took a leaf blower and was was blowing it on Chad like a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that <laughs> was hilarious because yeah. the, the covers blew off and then all Chad did was just put them back on. Yeah. Because <laughs> Chad's I, a baller, y'all. Come I on. I just, man. you know, I just, you know, I was on autopilot, man. Just, you know, just go to sleep. Yeah, it was, it was good, clean American fun. It was, and it was pretty hilarious. It made for definitely a hilarious video. And, so, what kind of poker were y'all playing? Uh, hold them. Okay. Okay, that, that's all, the only game. I'm sorry. And we just had a nice, um, um, what do you call it? It's that night. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank. What's the steak that everybody likes? The Texas tomahawk. No, not, not the tomahawk. No, the the round Filets? Filets. Yeah, we just had. <laughs> We had just had we had made fillets and uh, you and, speak English, bro. 
Yeah, and we he made had a long night. He had a long night. It was a long night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think I'm still feeling it. And we had had uh, sea scallop soup and a lemon blanc. Oh, man, we had nice. some good eating that night. Yeah, they're, they're all going to pretend like they've never been on like a five-second delay, Chad. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you talking about five-second delay. I'm talking yeah, I, government. I talk on the government internet. I don't have a thought. I'm not talking about that, Sean. (laughs) I'm talking about when you get up and you're a little hazy. Yeah. Well, I I, I ain't never been hazy a day in my life. Man, I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. Honestly, surprisingly, not last week though. And John and I, you know, we we had we had partied with KSD a little bit at Chad's fiftieth birthday party back in August and and survived. So what do we decide to do? We decide to kind of like hedge our bets and take a chance. And uh, so we headed down. If you change your mind. Right? Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. <laughs> we totally abbed it. Um, but, yeah, so we decided to go ahead and go down to the KSD barbecue uh barbecue off that they have it's a fundraiser for the um fraternal order of police for the toys for tots and it was all outside at manchester music hall and it was i thought that they did a really adam hatton down there did a great job down there at manchester music hall with the social distancing and and all that kind of thing it was real good and uh we got to test a fabulous pick from ksd old forester pick that was just great um but i guess where i was going with this is we survived (laughs) barely (laughs) Y'all yeah. gonna die. Y'all gonna die one day. You all were the walking wounded, though. Let's put it that way. And I got, I gotta say, shout out to Saint Jen because her and Marin helped get us home safely, which we really, really, absolutely appreciate. Jen drove our car, and uh, Chad's daughter Marin, who has her driver's license, drove his car. So it worked out. It worked out good. We good got to have another driver in the house. Yeah, yeah. Chad's oh, yeah. got two Basic. DDs. Chad, right. that's life right there, bro. I remember those heady days when I had two DDs. In the house, those heady days. <laughs> but yeah, the we, halcyon days. We, yes, I, I mean, I tore up Lexington when I had two DDs in the house. It was scary. <laughs> tore it up. But yeah, we got home safe, and uh, I just came home and went to sleep, and then woke up on Sunday and was perfectly fine. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. no oh, blood, yeah. nothing, no nope, incidents, nope, nope, no broken bones. Nope. I mean, then it wasn't a good night. And I, no. you know, I mean. <laughs> What can I say? What can I say? I tell you, you I don't know if John remembers it. Carrie remembers it, but those gravel locks that Mark yes, was I was remember yeah. it. Are you kidding me? That is my life. That was the great, the single greatest thing I've had in. I mean, honestly, I I don't changed know. my life. We had good food in Paris, and I know. I mean, it, it didn't get to that level. That's the only thing. Smoked that, like, salmon was ridiculous. It was amazing. It was. It was amazing. But it was, it was proportioned yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. Oh, it was it was fabulous. No, no. cream cheese. The locks. The yes, they know it. Yeah, the locks with cream cheese, capers. Oh, oh, oh my and god. And his own fresh. home pickled onions. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh. phenomenal. And fresh dill. Those don't. It was phenomenal. Those KSD dudes, like they they know bourbon, but they know damn how to cook. Let me tell you that. Um, so Chad KSD's doing another fundraiser. Is it still going on or is it over? Yeah, that barbecue competition every year kicks off what's called Halfle Days. And the original intent of the word happle instead of waffle is that, you know, we don't want you to, like, take all of If you're not into, if you're not super into charity and you want to raffle off a bottle or something like that, you take half and give half to the charity, right? So that you're not out of, but more or less it's become basically just total generosity and people, you know, donating bottles to the cause and just, you know, with no, no money coming back at all. Um, last year we had, we raised as a club. 
twenty thousand, and we had a twenty thousand dollar corporate match from Toyota. Shout out to Toyota. Um, um, and this year we've raised eighteen. What's that? <laughs> Over engineered. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Let's not talk about Mister like Nissan. What's he got? What's his thing? He's got to always get weird parts for. <laughs> it's that Toyota. It's the no. It's the, he's talking oh, about the Infinity. It's the uh, it's Infinity. Ah, yeah. okay. It's Infinity lights. Yeah, so this year we've already raised eighteen thousand dollars for the first week. Um, you know, you've got a few days left, maybe four or five days. So hopefully we can at least hit that twenty thousand to get another corporate match. Um, that'll go to shop with the cop. That'll go to uh, providing the communities with food under um, underserved communities, food deserts. I think is the term yeah. they use now um, from food chain, a, lo- a local nonprofit that one of our board members is actually on the board of that as well. Um, so it's good. It's good to give back to the community, man. It's you know, Rob, you need to get your charity in on this, man. My charity's uh, we're we're done, bro. Uh, we had I, I'm getting ready to file um, the last bit of that. Uh, wow. We just couldn't we just couldn't maintain because of COVID. Um, yeah, really. We, so do you have to dissolve your? Do you have yeah, to dissolve? We, we the dissolve yeah, we got to dissolve. And we we talk about it off air, but yeah, uh, that one's. I mean, we were around for eight years, did a lot of good. Um, but just couldn't get through this. That's a real bummer because that was a real. Uh, that was a good service that y'all provided with the dress for success. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's too bad. Yeah, that and, sucks. And it, yeah, and and it left with a good name in Lexington, and uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that at some point somebody else, if they wanted to, to pick that banner back up, uh, that people would continue to give to it. It was a great organization. Yeah. Uh, I just know that there are a lot of small and mid-sized nonprofits out there that are just getting killed because. You know, you don't want to be asking people, and you know, we we got a lot of small donations from individuals and stuff like that. So, uh, it's just not a good time for small and and mid sized nonprofits. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what's surprising to me, Rod, is like even during this like this weird economic climate that we have with like closing of the like people are like are showing out up to give and again yeah, and yeah we won't get into the details but in the middle of all this yesterday we found out that we had lost one of our members tragically too young and in less than 24 hours the same group of people had thrown almost $20,000 to help take care of his end of life expenses which blows me away uh, when you think that you know you run a fundraiser already that's almost at 20 and then in one you know in 24 hours people come out and show up to help somebody's family take care of their own so we're taking care of the community and taking care of our own, and I don't think you can ask for anything better than that. Absolutely, no, I, I yeah. completely agree. Absolutely, and, and especially nowadays. And so, like, I'll just I encourage you know everybody out there listening to you know throw if if you can if you can afford it you know maybe throw some money uh, you know do some charitable donations especially to food banks if you can do it because uh, people that's the, yeah. they're getting they're getting. Ho- they're getting hit extra, extra hard this year, like double extra hard. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you can do that. And you know what? Maybe not charity, but I'll also bring this up. Um, I know in our area, you know, they just, the, the restaurants got indoor seating shut down again. So, you know, if you can afford it, maybe kick some, you know, kick a... Um, um, order your local establishment brewery restaurant type establishments way or, or pick up a gift card or, or something like that just to you know just to help out so that's gonna be yeah. my that's gonna be my b-a-b-o-p-s-a <laughs> yeah, last thing i'll say on this charity thing i mean i think it's like it's it's great that within just a few months we've positioned ourselves for yesterday on our board of directors chat one of the member one of the board members had said hey uh the local food bank is in need of canned foods you will mind if we take some money from the account and donate. And we all said, sure. 
And he goes and he loads up his F-150 with canned goods and takes it down to, like, to the Xerox site where they were, like, you know, campaigning. Right. So they even mentioned this on, on the radio and stuff, which I think it's cool that, you know. Yeah, but I think, I think the thing people were staring at, it, I think they thought he was a super hoarder because he's loading up a truck. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really just trying he's to. Like, yeah, he was, was really just trying to say, hey, I've got a truck and I'm on yeah. this board and I have access to the account. Is it cool if we do this? And everybody's like, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I know you've talked about this before and, and we've talked about this before. And just knowing peripherally the group, you know, it's it, it, the, the bourbon community itself is really cool that way. Yes. They get together and, and they do things that are outside of the scope of just what people think that it's about. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. So before I know Rob's drinking something, we're drinking something. Sean, are you drinking something? All right, yeah. Chad, you probably you probably laying no, off. Have- oh, okay. All right. So Rob, I gotta ask you real quick: Are mm-hmm. are you ready to end twenty twenty? I, I got it. I got it right here. It's on Yay. plate. I, I got my cleanser right here. So I get back to the bourbon. <laughs> so uh, you just pick a topic and we're going to do this. We're going to eat the pickle. Okay. I picked up a jar. I think there's like 40 in there. I don't know. I was going to bring them to the show. I've last year for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's going to last a while. I was going to take them to the show. It didn't happen. So here we are. All right. But. All right. Fair enough. All right. We, we know where you are. <laughs> there he goes, folks. You just took He's a big to... bite of the pickle spear. Yeah. 2020 is over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Restaurants and bars. You can thank me later. <laughs> All right. So, what's everybody got in the glass right now? Sean, what are you drinking on? Uh, I am drinking uh, Buffalo Trace uh, Liquor Barn Single Barrel Select. It's at uh, 90 proof is what's on the bottle. I've just noticed this something because we were talking about it at the workplace the other day. We may have mentioned on the show, Buffalo Trace has taken off their age statements. And uh, I've definitely noticed kind of not a decline in quality, but a difference in taste since they start doing it. So um, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, interesting. Chad, did you say you were drinking something? Yeah, I'm having a water right now. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's what I figured. Um, I do have a pickle beer that you you might be interested in though. Hey, Chad, you need some liquid IV, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've got them. I just you know I I was even invited to you know the friend we lost was a huge Browns fan. There was a like a Browns fan like you know they were going to get together and I'll watch the Browns. I, I didn't even do that because I've been shitting through a screen door all day. So <laughs> it's like. I'm like, no. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, Rob, is it is it done? Is it done? You're almost, it's done. It's done. Uh, it's done. We, we have achieved the unachievable. <laughs> you ate a pickle without a sandwich, bro. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I mean, but, I, you know. <laughs> so, what do you Sometimes got? Sometimes you got to sacrifice for the community. That's exactly right. right. He has suffered for the larger good. And, and I, we watched him, so it's it's legit because we why we did watch him eat it. So Rob, what are you washing that down with? Um, I am washing it down with a twelve year bullet rye, uh, but it's in an old fashioned. So um, was going with uh, just like a, a little bit of a drink tonight. Uh, I'll probably go in and choose something else here in a minute that goes straight bourbon, but. Uh, the old fashioned sounded good to start the day off with. All right, I like that. Fair enough, I, I dig it. So, Sean, we are also on a Trace Life Store pick. We are right. doing because I went over to the uh, to the sideboard and was just looking at what was open. And uh, this right. this is the Gold Eagle Gold Eagle Liquors pick, the single barrel pick that I think that we. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Do you have an age statement on that? Uh, do is there? I don't age? think Buffalo Trace had age statements on them ever, have they? I don't. They, they may not have chat. I just. 
I just don't know. Anyway, cool. Yeah, there's not much left in the bottle, so I figured, yeah, what the hell, we might as well finish it off. It is. Yeah, there's only two drunks in a house instead of five. Instead of five, <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I may, I don't know, there's a there's a pickle beer in the fridge that I that I may get, get at uh, here in a minute. Uh, it's the uh, the Urban Artifact Pickle uh, Christmas Pickle. It's all right. It's not oh. terrible. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. So there you Speaking go. Speaking of Christmas beer, like that's one beer genre I have never been able to get into. Like with adjuncts and spices. When like when you've got all spice and these, I can't do it. I it- just can't do it at all it's almost like a pumpkin beer scenario where the christmas beer has turned into that kind of thing where really all you kind of want is a as a winter warmer um and even yeah. even winter warmers have become that kind of spice bomb that have Which, just it's they're just they're not good i actually have a rogue beer sitting over here to my left that's in a big bottle that's uh peppermint mocha something it's one of their 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 yearly santa release um, I don't know. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for next month. I'm saving it for GBS Ooh. next month. So, um, we'll see like, about that. I can totally get on board with the whole, like, you know, uh, jalapeno porters and like stouts mm-hmm. and things like that. But yeah. man, when you get in a, when you get all those like baking spices in there, I can't. Oh yeah. No, that's fair. And actually there's, there's, there's some decent winter, winter type beers out there that you can get that don't have all of that in there. But yeah, I think it's become a trend just like the pumpkin Pumpkin beer is now pumpkin pie beer. So, you know, what can you do? Nobody asks me. They should. They should, but they don't. All right. So it is, it's close to Thanksgiving. There we go. Um, which we, we could talk about Thanksgiving food, but we've done that on this show. And that's kind of, you know, it's been, been done, been there, done that. It is really crappy here in Lexington today. It's cold. It's rainy. Um, it's got, you know, it's the whole Guns and Roses, November rain, cliche, whatever you want to call it, weather going on. And so what, what do people want to eat when, when it gets like this? John, what chili. You, chili, right? It's chi- people refer to this as chili weather. Yes, beef yeah. stew. It's pe- yeah, beef stew, harvest stew, <laughs> any it's hearty warm. Food yes, yeah, yes. any hearty warm porridge type. Filet, some sort of bisque, maybe some some shallots. Bougie, bougie, <laughs> shallots. bougie, bougie, bougie. So I, I I had the thought uh, that you know, and I know that you all have opinions on chili, and I thought that that would be a really good topic. To kind of uh, lead off with in terms of topics, so yeah, let's let's talk about chili. Basically, what you think should be in it, what should not be in it. Um, just your general opinions on chili. Oh boy, I've got some opinions on this one. First, I'll say the universal rule: it should not have noodles in it. I mean, I can't like you know that's, that's me. That's spaghetti, sir. That is spaghetti. Yeah, you're just basically having like you know cumin-based and paprika-based spaghetti. Spaghetti, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, chili. So, are you chili? Sorry, okay, Chad, go ahead. real quick. So, with the noodle singer, are you, are you also opposed to like the elbow macaroni? Yeah, because that's basically like goulash then, too. Right, right, that's right. Exactly. Just, then you've turned yeah, it into a goulash. Different, a different yeah, dish. That's a different dish. Thank you, yeah. John. Different it's dish. It's more ways poor people skin out a dish to make it look like it's something Correct. that's not like. This isn't really chili. This is goulash, right? I put all, smoke, and all of us I on this call. Smoked paprika in this. Yes, uh, we all ate all that too. They stretched those meals. To so. me, like you know, when I make chili, the chili's got a base. It's got you know, it's got to have, um, it's got to have chili seasoning in it. Obviously, you're right. Chili powder. Uh, I like a hotter chili powder. 
Uh, it's got to have brown beef. You know, you can put sausage in there too. Uh, you know, it's had venison as well. Uh, to me, chili has to have beans. I choose to put both dark, uh, dark red kidney beans and black beans in there. Um, I like to cook it with onions. I like to use green peppers in there. Sometimes maybe like a little bit of um, sometimes some jalapeno, spice it up. Um, but if it doesn't have beans, I kind of consider that almost like hot dog chili. Like it's almost like a chili sauce. Um, so, but when I eat it, like you can, you know, I don't mind people that like want to put their crackers in it. Or, but you can have cheese on it. Shredded cheese is fine. Uh, and I like to put uh, uh, pickled jalapenos on mine, which is just mm. delightful. And for that vinegar pop. But that's that's my perfect chili, right? All right. So so you're because, you know, there's people like I guess they're down there in Texas. They're all about no beans. I think that's where the no beans is, is down there in Texas. But I'm, I'm beans. Texas, I'm, they're just wrong. Texas it, it's, that's spaghetti salt. You bring a good point. It's a regionality thing. Mm-hmm. So it's my mother, who's from Indiana. She always made it with like elbow macaroni. And my father continued mm-hmm. to say that is not chili. But I grew up with it being chili with the macaroni, and I'm like, even like it's not chili. It's just not. It's it's not quite goulash because to me goulash has more. The ratio is different, but yeah, ours was like it was meat sauce with it's, macaroni, and goulash is more. It's more almost even. But then you you get these regionalities yes. where people think. Like, there are people that think that the Texas thing, and some people are like, no, it needs to have pork sausage, as Chad points out. Some people say it has to have ground beef. Some people say it needs to have, like, chunked sirloin or, or like, uh, sirloin tips, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure somebody in the Northwest is doing something weird with salmon. But that's not chili. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, oh. It's just not. One, one, one a footnote I would add to that or an addendum that's, that's a, a showstopper for me, I cannot deal with any of that Cincinnati style oh. of, like, Nutmeg, or cinnamon, yeah. or whatever. Cinnamon, nutmeg, yeah. Oh, God. See, I like it. I grew up. I grew up with it, but it's but it's 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 spaghetti sauce and hot dog sauce. It is not. It's not chili, it's not chili. in my opinion. Like, I've never oh, even there's no beans. There's no beans. No. Even growing up in it's Northern sauce. Kentucky, it's not to me. It's not because you can't just sit there and eat it. You have to put it on something, no. right? So, but see, that, that to me is the point. The reason it's not chili is because you serve it as an accoutrement to something else. It's yes. a topping of something else. Right. I can't just buy a bowl of it. Not that I mean, God could. You, would. you shouldn't. But you can't just. I don't get that crackers and cheese. They don't yeah. serve that. They serve it as chili. They serve it as. On top of spaghetti, to me, it's spaghetti sauce. It's That's sweet That's spaghetti fair. sauce that I find inappropriate. But so, Sean, nice. well, what do you think? Oh, and lots of uh, tomatoes too. Got to have, got to have good. Oh tomato. yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, listen to Chad. It's pretty much what I do. Um, I do cheat on the spices. I used to use the Carol Shelby spices all the time, but I have discovered Stubbs chili mix. Mm. It's it's a hundred percent better than the Carol Shelby. Shelby and Carol Shelby used to be the best if you don't want to mess with your own spices. So that's what I use. Uh, ground beef, uh, you know, like a maybe an 80, 20, or 90, 10 mix, kind of not too fat, but not too lean. Um, add in uh, Rotel diced to spicy tomatoes. Let that cook up. Um, and that's about it. And then and then the beans. It has to have beans. That's a big change from when I was a kid because I hated chili beans as a kid. But now I want pinto beans and black beans in there both. Yes, yes, sir. Put them both in there. Cook that down. Um, the roommate doesn't cook it long enough for me. Like I'll get a text and says we're having chili and it's only been simmering for like thirty minutes. I'm like, okay, really? Come on now. 
And what I've discovered to put it in now is kind of like the, the prison chi- uh, uh, prison chili. You take the Trader Joe's scoopable corn chips with the Fritos, you oh. put that in there, and then you dump your chili on top of that. That's some mighty fine eating right there. So what's the length? What's to- what's the ma- what's the max length of time? What's the ideal length of time then? Well. I- if you want it quick, I'm thinking you need to look, simmer that for an hour, hour and a half on low, because um, chili is always better the second day. We all. Oh yeah, that. I was going to say that. Tomato, anything like that. Tomato and soup beans. beans. Yeah. That yeah. soup beans are like yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would so, agree with that. Yeah. But if you really want to simmer it, then stick it in a slow cooker and simmer that damn thing all day long. Do you come home from work? Then I'm all about it. Yeah. Which I we think. Did yeah. Chili today. And it was four hours. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be with mostly everybody else on this. I think, you know, Chad hit the high points. Uh, Sean. Um, what did he I, say? He's a, did you say you're agreeing? He's a Chad hit the, yeah, Chad hit the high points. <laughs> but I can, I can go, I can go the, the, the 2080, the 1090. I can throw in um, sirloin. I can throw in stewed meat. I can throw in filet mignon, whatever. But it has to be cow. To me, it has Ooh. to be cow. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. I, I like the Rotel. Um, I like the jalapeno aspect of it. Um, I might even throw in a little bit of hot sauce. Um, now, I really only like kidney beans. I'm not down with the pinto beans. I'm not down with the black beans. But it's beans. You know, uh, I could go with it. I'm not going to throw your chili out. But if you bring me beefaroni, you know, I, I, I'm not no. interested in that. That's not no, chili. I'm not going to eat that crap. So yeah. I, I was actually going to ask you all what your opinions on, like, a white chicken chili is. It's like back to the discussion about about like chicken nuggets versus like, uh, you know, chicken wings, like boneless chicken wings. Like to me, white chicken chili is a is a category unto itself. I did, wouldn't call it a chili. I mean, they just I think they don't I think they didn't know what to name it either. Yeah. Right. It's it's not it's the chicken. Same. Stew. <laughs> yeah. You so know what I'm going to call. It, so it's a chicken stew. You would, yeah, you would yeah, say it as a chicken say. stew. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's like coming. What's been coming out Chad's behind? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, it looks more like beef roni, bro. Oh, and he's gone. <laughs> so, Rob, I'm, I'm interested in your I'm meat issues. Yeah. So, you believe they can't cross meats? So, like, no, what yeah, if it was just venison? No, I do not. In, in, in general, I am not a huge fan of venison unless it's summer sausage. Um, so that's about the only thing I wanted in it is a log <laughs> that's been encased. You prefer um, to meat too. That's what she said. Yes. A log. yes. So, but you're saying that you wouldn't, you don't believe that the, any beef could be mixed. So you could have a ground beef base with like a sirloin tip kind of yeah. a, addition. Okay. But, but yeah, you wouldn't I, want I, a sausage and a, you wouldn't want a pork and a beef mix. I or, probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, I, wow. I, you have, you're because, very, yeah. you're very regimented. Good. Uh, th- again, you all ask for everybody has their opinions. Quick, quick little detour on the meat. So this week was uh, I was this week years old when I first had antelope, and oh, I had uh, it's delicious. It is. Oh my god! How did and you like have greasy, it? It's like greasy milk uh, in um, in like rod shape uh, meat shaped oh, tubes, oh. like you know sausage style. <laughs> okay. So it had uh, it had some pepper jack in it uh-huh. and cracked pepper in it. Oh my yeah. god. It was really creamy. It's it's more creamy than venison. Really, it was so, delicious. And yeah. so one of the guys, I, one of the guys, I was we were at the lake with as a dumb. He was like, "Where did you get? Where did you shoot antelope around here?" I was like, "Well, I think it's called uh, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> it's right around the corner." Yeah. Right, yeah. 
The Wyoming neighborhood <laughs> of Kentucky, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, something Here's what else. I've discovered about chili. I, I really love it with the game meats um, because if they're prepared well and the fact that they're a little bit leaner, you got to add a little fat to them, but the fact yeah. that they're leaner makes an outstanding chili. And I've had some with antelope, and I've had some with elk. And some with deer, and literally that was probably some of the best chili I've ever eaten in my life. It was awesome. I threw something in the chat. Get you some of them organic corn dippers from Trader Joe's. They will, they, will, they will make you quit on the Fritos. I'm sorry. Rob, what were you going to say? I was going to say, and I don't know if it was like northern or western or eastern Kentucky, but uh, when I worked um, at a place, uh, a young lady there made chili, and she made us eat it with peanut butter. Yeah, and I thought it was going to be horrible, um, because as John likes to point out, I, I have some, some strong opinions on these things, but it actually turned out to be pretty good. Well, we have some friends, and like, like the first time we'd ever had chili, this was like 20 years ago, like I grew up, like the chili side dish that we always had was grilled cheese, yes. for some reason, yeah. like classic poor people, you know, that like the craft singles, the government style, you know, uh, but we went to their house, and they like, we're doing chili, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's going to be fun. But chili, but their side was peanut butter sandwiches. See, yeah. I'm, yeah. that's what we yeah. used to eat growing up. With. And it's good. Yeah, peanut See, butter. North. I think it's north. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I mean, I did the grilled cheese, too. That's what I was actually going to ask you all, like, what kind of sandwich or, or, or accompaniment that you all had with the chili, what your opinion on that was. But, yeah, growing up, I always liked a good peanut butter sandwich um, with the chili. John? I, I, I'm good with... Oh. Yo, you good with peanut butter, Rob? No, I'm not. I, I would go <laughs> saltines or oyster crackers. Okay. That's yeah. what I like. All right. at, at, on the on the north side at my house, it was saltines, yeah. oyster crackers. Yes. That's what that's that was our company. company and let with. me tell you what grilled cheese was with tomato soup. All right, oh, yeah, that's that. Yes, tomato soup or vegetable soup. If we had some I vegetable will, beef stew, we had. I can I can see that. Yeah. I will give a shout out to Nabisco, and we've been because we've already made chili a couple times this season since it turned unseasonably cooler, like you know earlier than it did. Then it kind of bounced back up. But Nabisco brand saltines. Went from those long two packs. Yes, yes. They do now. They do like eight small, yes, smaller stacks. Yes, yeah, Rich does totally that too now too. So I was, I was like, Rich does too, but I, I, Zest is my favorite cracker. But Rich, oh, Rich no, I'm, that. I'm a Nabisco guy. Yes, that Zesta can get right out of town. Chad, you know what? Y'all need to be eating them Kroger saltines because they better. All I was, I, Chad, I was looking for a small box. And I was like, I can't believe they don't make a small box of salt saltines. And I saw those, and I was like, this is genius. Where has this been? Because yeah. you're not wasting crackers. They're not going to go stale on you, right? You just open the right. package that you need, and you eat them, and then the other packages are in the package. John, you looked confused so, on the sandwich thing. I'm not thing. confused. No, the sandwich thing. No, <laughs> I, the interesting thing is that. I had a very similar experience that we're discussing here because I too was a saltine zesta zesta brand saltine kind of person. Yeah. Um, the oyster crackers were always like that was big doings because I love those because you didn't have to crunch them. You could float mm -hmm. them in this. You yep. could float them in like a yep. more clear based soup, like a vegetable yep. beef kind of broth. Um, but they were perfect because they were still kind of. You didn't have just the soggy innards. You had the whole crunch each time, and I liked that. They were very. Oh yeah, it was the best. But I had a, as Chad points out, I tr for some reason when I was a kid I tried the peanut butter sandwich because we were traditionally a cheese, a grilled cheese family. I tried the peanut butter thing and it was really good and I was shocked. And I actually, when we had chili recently, I thought I missed the grilled cheese and I was like, but that peanut butter was so good. You could have done peanut weird. butter crackers. You could have done peanut butter crackers. Actually, I think I had that after I was done with the chili. Oh, and that's what reminded me. Okay. Um, 
Y'all wrong. Just it's... go in and put the corn dippers from Trader Joe's <laughs> in there, and I it will change your life, okay? I don't know if I need life changing. I like my life. <laughs> but the, yeah, I mean, the, the, the man, it took eight, like, took him how many months to eat a damn pickle. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> that was not my fault. That was the restaurant shut down that day, you know. What are you going to do? Yeah. How, One thing I will say, though, is that this, um, the idea about the, the crackers, I agree that it's a good idea, but let's not act like they've invented something new. These people just cut the line off at half speed. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't a revolutionary well, idea. No, it's something that's no, about it, 40 no, years that, late. There's yeah, no just reason. Like I've, I've said for 40 years that cereal needs to come in a resealable, like almost Ziploc style yes, bag. Yes, yes. So that you're not trying to bend that stuff and then clip mm-hmm. it or tie it. But they don't do it for one reason. They Preach. want you to have to go buy more, Preach. right? Because yeah. old well, man you know Nabisco what? is sitting on Nabisco Mountain up there going, I don't care about you people and your stale cereal. That just means they buy more. So now That's some right. some grandchild got a hold of it and said, hey, let's try this. And people are like, this boy's going to flame out quick because he's just screwed up our third quarter profits. When, you, when you're giving people a year's worth of crackers for the price that they normally would have bought four, that ain't going to work long term. Couple things on this. <laughs> One, uh, they started making the half loaves of bread as well, and I think it's because families have gotten smaller. Like when I was growing up, there was us in the house. Sometimes the family were living us. There were about eight, ten people in the house. A box of Zesta wasn't gonna last a week, so you know that that's no big deal. Uh, but the sm- families have gotten smaller, so I think they've had to to kind of go to that because people stopped buying their products because they want they wanted didn't want to waste it. The I other never thing, wasted a half loaf of bread in my life. That's I have. <laughs> I have. Because you bougie. No, because I carbs. can only eat a half loaf of bread. <laughs> you watching your carbs because you bougie. Yeah. But anyway. The other thing is, and I just saw this, what y'all are talking about, like the Ziploc thing, get on Amazon because I'm going to buy one of these. There's a heat bag sealer. It's no. like $17. No? All right. I got, I got it better. I bought for my sous vide machine. I bought. Oh, I'm bougie. (laughs) Point, sir. Point to Rob. I bought these uh, resealable bags that have a pump vacuum seal for a sous vide machine. It works, sir. How much that costs? Just so you know, man. Just so you know, Sean. That like any of just regular Ziplocs work for those too. I used to do that. Somebody made ribs with it. A little water got in it, so I decided. So mm-hmm. this, I got 45 bags in the pump for like 20 bucks, and the bags are resealable. So I've started freezing stuff in them. I don't have one of those vacuum pumps on my taking up uh, kitchen counter space. I got a little 30 seconds with the hand pump. There you know. I won't say nothing else. <laughs> I was going to say you fell from the north side. <laughs> I'm good. A long way. <laughs> but it works. Hey. So is it a manual pump for $20? Yes, sir, it is. It's a manual okay. pump in bags. Because I have thought about that. Every time you see it, they talk about all the money that you waste at the grocery store when you could just portion out what you want. But Carrie told me that's crazy, so we didn't do it. I got a question on the sous vide thing. Because most of my understanding is the flavor from the meat comes from the char. Right. You sous vide. vide, Like, you can sous vide. Like, say you want it, like, rare. Right? You put it in the water at 115 degrees. You can set it there for four hours. It's yeah. the perfect accompaniment to any side because you can determine when, you, when you're about two minutes or three minutes away from when your sides are being done, pull them th- bitches out, hit them with a hot sear in the yes, cast sir. iron, and yep. you're right. golden. So you get, that's, that's, just, that's a lot of tech. So you it's get, not, no, man. It's, it's, not. 
Dude, it's like this little, it's like this little pump thing, like a thing that sticks to your pot. You put oh, yeah. things in a bag and clip them to the side, and you're done. Right. Yeah. It'll get up to that temperature, and it'll put that temperature all the way through. You'll have consistency in your steaks yes. all the time. Okay. So, you, like this weekend, like last night, where Saturday, Friday, we we did them. You can go ahead and put your butter and your salt and pepper and your yep. garlic or whatever you want in the bag. Yeah. Dude, and then we like played cards for like three or four hours and like, okay, let's get this going. We like whipped up some scallops and some other stuff and then you just pull them out and sear the shit out of them for a minute or so. Oh, yep. so that's why. See, that's where I'm coming. I, I so, need that sear. Yeah, yeah Rob, you know, yeah, yeah, you, no, you do that. Now, Rob, let me tell you, like I made some ribs about a month, about a month ago and here's how perfect it was. I put the ribs in, then I left to go to Louisville to see a friend who was about to have surgery and hang out with them for a while, came back, and the ribs cooked for 32 hours. I didn't have to do a damn thing. That's cool. I had to my app to make sure that it was still running, and it yeah. was perfect. So I didn't have to, like, spend 12 hours out by a smoker. And then when the ribs came out, I sauced them, ran them under the broiler for, like, 40 minutes. Just, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Just yeah. to crisp them up and put a char on them. So, you can, basically... You, you can do that you, with, you, like, like the smoker, too. Like, you can... Yeah. Sous vide up to your temperature, and then throw them on smoke for forty-five minutes or whatever. You know, just like it's amazing. Yeah. Right. Rob, you got any more questions about sous vide? I, I say I like where this is going. I, I like it. This should be bourbon and like cooking. Bourbon and cooking, <laughs> uh, yeah, or cooking with bourbon, or I don't even know anymore. Okay, so I want to move on real quick to this topic that was on Twitter. What was it? Was it last week? I think. Um, it's hilarious. If you haven't gone and seen this, you can find it. It's it's out there on the inter interwebs, internets, whatever. Just not just on Twitter. But um, I guess this is the fiftieth anniversary of this exploding whale. Was it? It was in Washington State, right? I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. On the beach, or, or hold on, I will check. I, I think mean, it was I'll Oregon. Wait. Or was it? I was going to say it was that, either Oregon. It was the Pacific Northwest. We'll just really, they're, they're the Pacific same thing. Northwest. Yes. They're the same thing. Yeah, we'll just say the Pacific. Oregon and Washington are the same thing, and then there's California. So this is. It was in it was in Florence, Oregon, November nineteen seventy. I think November ninth. 1970, yes. Okay, so the, this dead whale washes up on the beach, and it's it's a huge whale. This thing is huge, right? It's a whale. Yeah, so it stinks, and the townspeople in 1970 are like, how can we get rid of this? Well, but, but first, it was a novelty. It was, people, it was. People liked it, they drove by, they saw it. They took pictures. pictures all the things. And yeah. then it started to smell, and it was not as pleasant as usual. And apparently they couldn't just roll it back into the ocean. Um, they also said they couldn't pop it or something, I think. Like well, a, they, like the release they did, they the gas. Know, they didn't know what to do. What they said was that the last time it happened, there was no one around from the last time it happened to remember how they dealt with it. Right, because apparently the records either didn't go back that far or they nobody just wrote didn't, it down. Didn't keep them. Was alive. Or yeah. So they weren't sure because they they didn't think they could bury it. Bury it. Yeah, that's I remember that part. And they didn't think they it was too big to put it back in the ocean. They but didn't think they could bury it because they thought it would cause problems with the seagulls and the the decay and that kind of thing. So it would just smell bad. Right. The, the smell would be too bad. Um, so they were looking for options as to what to do. Yeah. So they called in the Army Corps of Engineers, and the Army Corps of Engineers thought, we'll just dynamite the hell out of this thing, and we'll just blow it to <laughs> tiny bits. And the seagulls will come by. I'm just going to pick up the story because I loved it. John put this <laughs> on the Twitter machine. <laughs> so they put all this explosives on one side of the whale. You know, They get ready. And then there's this huge countdown. In the meantime, you're blowing up a whale. 
I'm going to come watch that. It's like when they blow up buildings. I'm sure totally there, and I'm not bringing my umbrella because I'm thinking, man, this well is just going to explode. <laughs> and, and these are the I'm Corps bad. of Engineers, which in 1970 yes, was the they, pinnacle of the modern, the, 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 the well-trained engineer in your local municipality who represented the very best and brightest of what our government had to offer to solve situations just like this. <laughs> totally know what they're doing. <laughs> they built dams so, for dam. I mean... For God's sakes. Like the, like the Tacoma Straits Bridge? <laughs> right. Like the Brent Spence Bridge. Um, yeah. yeah. Another show. Another show. <laughs> right. So they have this countdown and everybody's cheering. And, and I can't remember if there's a quote in it or there's a comment on the, the video that was very like, Fred, look out. <laughs> so they blow up the whale. They're not thinking about it. And now whale chunks are just raining down on the citizenry. <laughs> so you're just getting pelted. One huge chunk hit like a convertible and just crushed the car. Nobody was in it. And and then they pan back to the whale. Well, three quarters of the damn whale is still on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't do anything. <laughs> and the, the two best quotes were one where she said, all right, Fred, you can take your hands off your ears now. That's the one, yeah. And then in, in the yeah. end, the reporter says it left large chunks, one of which crushed a nearby convertible well past the blast zone. Well, no. But then he said it basically littered the area with large chunks of blubber, which no self-respecting seagull would dare eat. <laughs> and he's right. So well, then they're stuck with the same problem just now in a million pieces instead of one large piece. I'll tell you what, too. Those people were close to that explosion. Like, they let them yes, be very, they were like, the dudes, but, yeah. it was pretty close. I guess, I, but I guess that's why they put the charges on one side. They were expecting <laughs> it just to blow away from the right, crowd, right. but it just blew it up. Well, so, you, you know, here's the, here's the problem that you think the Corps of Engineers would know. It's called a shape <laughs> charge. If you want it to blow out to the sea, you build a berm, you put the explosives in front of the berm, the berm and the explosives... Yeah, cover the whale and you blow it out toward the sea. Again, the core does not do that. I would say it's the seventies. Just dump some diesel on it and light, <laughs> light it on fire. I'm with you. <laughs> see where that takes you. So I got you. But if you did that, if you think about this, blubber we use burns, blubber for yeah. a reason. That thing could still Doesn't be matter. burning. We could have a fiftieth anniversary the, vigil for the flame. Of the, of the whale oil still burning. Yes, <laughs> the eternal flame it's of be Oregon. On the beach. I got, I got fine. I got other things. <laughs> you just rent a tugboat and you drag it off the deep water. Yeah. Now that's and what you I cut couldn't, it loose. Yes. What I couldn't figure out is there's no reason why they couldn't have before. I mean, the the, the reason yeah. is because they waited too long till it started to decay, and then you're going to oh, no. just basically no. ginsu slice it into large sections. But you could have taken a bulldozer, gotten it close, <laughs> and then tied something to what's left, and maybe dragged it somewhere. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the reason yeah, is yeah. because Chuck and Tony that were down at the local Corps of Engineers were like, let's blow this bleep up. Because, you know, Chuck and Tony had just got back from the NOM and not had to right. blow up enough yeah. stuff. <laughs> Chad. I mean, this is all free, like, this is all free Paris Accords, too, right? You could, like, yes. yeah. the sky was the limit. And so, yeah. There were no rules. I'm just saying. There like, were no rules. There were no rules. It's just like Beavis and Butthead going, let's blow it up. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. It was the 70s. Anything could happen. Definitely, if you want like three minutes and 40 seconds, which I think is about how long the, the video was of entertainment, definitely, if, if you haven't seen it, go seek it out. Chad, any any final word on this? Any any opinions on uh, this? It, 
No, I'll, I'll have the one negative thing to say about it. It's difficult to watch just because of how old-timey it is. I mean, to think that it's only been 50 years, but it's it seems dated as hell. It seems like it could pull, be actually from the early 60s. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're... Yeah, it's... Yeah. I'm going to put it as a top 10 of John's tweets. <laughs> Well, like I said, if you're not even if you're not on Twitter, um, you can definitely just look up 50th anniversary of whale blowing up or something on the Google <laughs> machines or whatever. Okay, well, speaking of blowing up, uh, we didn't really I, we didn't talk a whole we talked some sports like at the very end of last last show, um, but we didn't talk a ton. So that's what we're going to kind of like get to now, and I guess take us to the end. Um, so college football miraculously is still. I'll say kind of limping along. It's dragging at least one foot <laughs> down the road. It's kind of gimpy a little bit. Um, but, you know, I guess my question to you all is, number one, and I think this is going to happen because I think there's only a couple more weeks left in the regular season, but is the regular season going to gonna conclude? And if so, I think bowls are dead. I think bowls are done. But I think they're going to try to shoehorn in some type of college football playoff scenario i think they have to because of monies um but what do you all in your opinion think that will look like do you have any opinions on how this could happen um i guess just the whole state of the the thing in general well i think the first question to ask would be you know how do these bowl committees look at uk given how close they were in that loss yesterday i mean <laughs> i mean like literally it was so close i mean do That's we there <laughs> do we, you know, do they consider that when they look at our record that, you know, that we on the road in Alabama and it was so close, right? I mean, it literally could have gone either way. I'm feeling Outback or Gator at least. Yeah. Something, something oh, new yeah. Day oh, yeah, totally. Definitely. John? Or, oh, no, John's, John's taking a drink. John's not, John's not even. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get back to, up. He's winding up. To your first question, and as someone that didn't think that we would have college football to begin with, um, I really think that they will do the bowls because there's just so much money. If you can find some people to play, and it's not as the crowds are always sparse in the bowls anyway. They never give you like a full pan of who's in the crowds unless it's a major bowl. So if you have just family and friends there, that's probably who's going to go to the bowl anyway. But they need the TV revenue, and really that's what's going to keep this going. So, and you can have some really key or marquee matchups if you want to, since the records don't count for anything. So let's just say you have two crappy teams like Nebraska and UK. When was the last time Nebraska and UK played together? Throw it in Music City Bowl, and they're both going to go, okay. It's called a check. Uh, yeah. John, we need checks right now. I feel John is John wi- winding is up over here. here. He's winding up over here. You're winding up. I'm going to let Sean go. Um, Bowls, smoles. I need him to pay for my place of work so let's go other than that i pretty much don't care this this season is a is a wash i mean yeah i watched that mess yesterday for our hometown team and i had a little hope <laughs> for about a quarter maybe a quarter and a quarter i mean literally um i knew there was going to be no win and it was just like wow and then it just got bad and more bad badder um so that's what i am so if the hometown team gets a bowl out of that, that's fine. It's called it's more money because ESPN still got to cut that check for forty yeah. some million dollars because we had a season in the SEC, so they got to cut that check. So that's where I am with it. All right, John. 
No, it, it um, I think that one of the things we have to look at is the fact that there was, it's a legitimate point that there was a point when we didn't think we were going to have football, period. Now, your first question is, is it going to conclude? It is going to conclude. Um, but it's, there's, because you're going to have, you got two weeks left. And something will take care of it. Plus, it's two weeks plus the the extra date or whatever. There's a point when something's going to happen. You're going to have it. You're going to have it, and it's going to conclude. Um, one of the things that it's. I mean, it's interesting talking about the specifically the Kentucky game. Um, there was no reason to play that game. It we Kentucky had some of the best players on offense and some of the linebackers. Some key players were out because of COVID. If I'm Alabama, yeah. I'm looking at this going, why am I playing this game again? I, I'm going to continue through to the championship game of the conference and potentially play for the football playoff. This game only risks my players getting injured or exposed to COVID. Um, there was no reason to play that game. and it's But nobody's going to stop it because it was scheduled and it's money and it's SEC network and ESPN, that kind of thing. So, I mean, that's the thing. As Stoop said – I mean, we'll play the game, we'll play the game, but it's they that team had been through a lot, but also there was no chance to win that game, even at a, if we had been 100% healthy and they had 17 people on COVID list. We weren't going to win that game. They're miles ahead of where we are. Um, it was disappointing, certainly, to be in a situation where the first 20 minutes of the game Kentucky played pretty well and looked like they were doing decently well. The problem is that two potential scores. It's we we would have had we would have been in a position where the game. I don't think Alabama would have scored as many points as they scored because we would have run the ball with Rodriguez and that would have changed the dynamics of the game. It didn't. Um, but to me, I mean, it's 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 certainly. I mean, it's having set through three of them in my lifetime. It is certainly disappointing to witness the fifth worst beatdown in Kentucky football history. Yes, I will say that is not good unequivocally. This is the first beatdown that's not been at the hands of Steve Spurrier. And it's it's incredibly disappointing to see that. Um, but like I said, I mean, they, this team had been through a lot with the the previous 10 days and, and some of the things they've gone through with some of the coaching staff and the passing of one of their coaches. Um, but it they they didn't have a chance. They never had a chance. So what of the college football playoff? And I know we've talked about this, about the you know the money, money, money aspect. But how do – I mean, are you all still good? Chad, I'll start with you on this. Are you still good with determining how what teams get in, even though teams have had to postpone games and, and you know, that kind of thing? You know, I, th- I think in a year like this, you have to make some exceptions, and you have to kind of say, okay, well, this is the tradition we've always done – is follow yes, this yes. like you know black box that they still won't tell us everything about right? I still think there's you know smoking cigarette smoking man comes in at some point in time and like pushes the four <laughs> and five team around so <laughs> that you know. But ultimately, I think the only only reason it matters this year are for the four teams who get in the championship. I think the rest, like to, the, to everybody else's point, if there's going to be a chance to generate some TV money and some and some revenue. Um, but my question is like when they get to the like. I, it's my understanding the SEC doesn't have much control around the bowls themselves. I'm not sorry, it's NCAA, right? Yeah. That's those kind of things operate outside of kind of their sphere of influence. Is that correct? Yeah. That's yes. Correct. Yes. 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 So yes. the thing is, is like how much risk are you willing to take your school? Like in travel, let's say we get chosen for the, um, what's that one bowl that used to be in San Diego? The um, Poinsettia Bowl. Poinsettia Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. It's like, do you travel out there and take that risk on of these like long distance travels, or is that like not on the radar? Um, 
to me, what concerns me is you've got teams that have come out from day one and have played well. Notre Dame, I hate to say it, uh, Clemson as well, yep. and um, obviously Alabama. But then you get uh, an abbreviated schedule with Ohio State, and now all of a sudden, you know, people are ranking them number two or number three. And it's, yeah. Well, and I. I, I, I but it's the same, and again, for the last decade before that, it was the decade of, of the same teams. I think that the general public will accept Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State as a championship, four-team championship, fairly easy. Nobody's going to go, oh, well, that sounds kind of strange. But what, know, about not, what about Mississippi State and Florida, though? They're right there knocking no, on the door. I, you, I, I think you can... In, in all fairness, you could put the SEC champion in. So yeah. whoever whoever that turns out to be, and Florida, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna like just blink at. You could throw in Mississippi State if they actually won. You're not going, and I love. I'm sorry, that's say Mississippi State is you, Texas A&M. Yeah. yeah, I wondered yeah. what you people was talking yeah. about. But <laughs> I'm I just sorry, thought Texas A&M. I just thought you were ill. It's yeah. thought I was same colors. Was it's the same colors. Yeah. It's close nobody's, enough. Nobody's going Cincinnati. Coastal Carolina is a great story. Stop it. Those are not eyeballs on the TV. And at this point, that's really it's just a a, a money generating kind of thing at this point to me. So you're gonna get you're probably not gonna get anybody from the Pac ten or twelve or whatever. <laughs> Pac ten. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody cares. They they got into too late. But people are comfortable with those four teams in some sort of order from those conferences. That's I, I think that's fair. Sean Sean, any opinions on this? Um, I just want the check to keep flowing to my place of work, so I don't care <laughs> who shows up, but I need two SEC teams. I need that check to be good on January 1, because we can cash that. Well, when I think- are you going to retire, bro? They're going to go a long time. That's a story for an- that's, a, that's a story for another time. <laughs> it's not recordable. Yes, yes. <laughs> It's, exactly. There, John, what were you going to say? Well, there are a couple things that I think you can do this and you can do it safely. What you do is you do, you make regional choices. And as Chad points out, typically these bowl selections are done by the bowl committees by through the conference who has a pecking order of contracted appearances by their members. So if you get to that point where, say, Alabama goes to the championship game or to the, the playoff, and, and maybe that's the only team that does from the SEC, you get to the point where it's theoretically possible that you could have UK playing in Nashville, which would, could be a bus ride. You, you may not have yeah. to stay overnight. Um, and- you could then find another team that regionally would be good with doing that. I don't know, maybe somebody down the road like Louisville. That would be a nice game that watch people would mouth. watch on TV. But you're not going to get people. You're not going to get people in stands. So, so like Rob says, like Kentucky and Nebraska. I don't think that's going to happen simply because no, I, of. I'm kidding on that. Right. Well, but but the Big Ten and the SEC Adam have tie Don't want to take that ass whooping. But, <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't say that. Um, but the two. I don't think you're going to have people traveling across the country. I don't think it's going to make sense to do that. If you look no. at Dan Mullen, who is, in my opinion, an absolute psychopath, but yeah. you get to this point where yesterday he said he thought that one of the problems they had issues with COVID was because at A&M they were putting these cramped uh, locker rooms and they spent too much yeah. time at the hotel and at the stadium. So he showed up with his team 45 minutes before kickoff at Vanderbilt he didn't go into the locker rooms at halftime. He had them sitting around in chairs at the corner of the field like Little League, passing out orange slices 
I don't <laughs> want to get into that, but anyway. Um, and then he, wow. so he limited the time they were indoors in these cramped corners and it, it worked well for him. It, um, he, those kinds of things, it's all about the risk that they're willing to take. And I think even he changed his mind as it went from these road games. It, um, to me, there's, there's a way to do it. I think the money is obviously the number one reason in it all. There's going to be a dead period between the end of regular season football and the playoffs. And as much as people keep saying basketball is going to happen, Rick Pitino, our savior, is actually, now telling the world actually, let me, let me, this I is not going to work. Yeah. This is not going to work, and we need to push it back. And that there, there are teams that are opting out of these tournaments that were supposed to start next week. There's going to be a period of time where ESPN's like, we've got to find something to put on TV, and this could we could do that. And let me shift to that real quick, because I think we're all in pretty much agreement that the college football playoff in some form is going to happen somehow they're going to make it happen. But let me shift real quick to basketball and get your all's opinions on that because that's a whole other ball of wax. I'm going to be really – and John brought this up, and I never really thought about this until he had said something. If I'm a guy coming in that's one and done, I'm not playing. There's no reason for me to expose myself. One, you know, I'm already living off my high school, so I'm good there. NBA teams are going to take me on potential. So why would I play in these games? And they're they're going to have more power in that sense than a football because you got to be there for two, three years. But I've said is. this before, Rob. Yeah. Ballers want a ball, man. Like the players that are out there. Chad, like, I, I, yeah. Like I, what I, are they going to do for a year? Like, you can't go to Europe and play. You know, like what, what are you going to do? I'm totally with you, but I think this situation, and 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 I think I think there's two mentalities here. I think football is a different mentality than the basketball mentality. I think basketball players know that they're a one-year rental if you're that good. Football, you know you're that good, but you still got to play those two or three years. You're just really hopping in for that one year and bouncing out to go to the NBA. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all, but what are you going to do for the year? I I agree that your stock might not go down, but there's a chance that it could, or your stock could go up if you, you know. Then you get in with uh, one of the agencies, um, and I can tell you that they're probably going to watch over you a little better than the NCAA is because they're you're, they're going to make you're going to make money for them. So you could get in and and get some really high level competition. But look, but look, think about the opposite. Side. Look, like look what college level exposure did for somebody like John Morant, right? Oh, uh, completely. Mean, uh, no. No disagreement. Yeah. But he was not one of those guys that was way on the radar. I mean, he's a great player. I love watching him play. I mean, I soaked up every minute of him in the tournament. Yeah. But he's not going to be North Carolina, UK, Kansas, top flight guys coming in. But, Hell, but they, he was. He was. He was on all those same AAU teams, and he was recruited just as hard. And nobody picked him up. And for what reason? Who knows, right? But what about the season in general? Not just these dudes opting in or opting out. Like, what about the the season in general? Because they're saying now that, like, you know, if if the the team manager tests positive, then the whole team's got to go into quarantine for two weeks. You know, at least with football, if you if you could scrape up fifty three players, you could play. Um, you know, and a, a good example I've been using is Clemson, where uh, you know the Saluki tested positive, but they still ended up playing Notre Dame because they scraped together fifty-three players plus you know the backup quarterback, who is incidentally is very good. Um, but the bottom line is in basketball, you know, there it seems like there's a little bit different rules. Chad, go ahead. 
Yeah, you, like, well, to your point, I'm, I'm going to agree with all of that. But basketball is a tougher – it's tougher, too, because you've got fewer players, right? And you've got a lot more geographic diversity in where you play until, until tournament season starts. I mean, and, and the number of games themselves. I mean, what do we have, like a – Like three, 30, four games, 30, yeah. Yeah, you've got a 30, week? 40 games sometimes, like, yeah. during a season uh, versus, what, 10, 11, 12? 13. In, you know, 13 in – I mean that's that's huge. The the well, biggest the biggest single problem is it's indoors. Yep. Yeah. And that that changes bit of it. the dynamics on everything. Well, speaking of that, I think if they're going to do it indoors, then there should be no fans, like the NBA did it. College basketball should have no fans yeah. indoors. It's just a team. Well, and they, I know our, they, our, our our place, you know, our local schools is yeah. talking about letting fans and students in. To my mind, if you're going to follow the, the protocols, you can't responsibly do that. Just because you don't know where those fans have yeah, been. I agree. But you know where all the players have been. And you know where most of the TV folks have been because they're probably getting quarantined because they're getting paid a they're grip. They're getting tested. Yeah. yeah, they're getting tested. So if you're going to – because it's indoors, that's the only responsible way I think you can do it. I, two points on this. One, I can see guys that are on UK that I never see. <laughs> like, I see yeah. them on, like, Big Blue Madness, and then they disappear. It's like the mafia wax them. <laughs> and two, we go total Hoosiers, and we play with the team that's on the floor, even if it's four guys. <laughs> all right. The picket fence. We run the picket fence, and we win the SEC. Because you all, you all know when, when, when Big Blue Madness comes on, there's, like, 17 players and we only see like ten of them. Yeah. Those other guys just fade sometimes into it's it. like sometimes we see seven or eight. Right? Yeah. yeah. They right. fade into Bolivian. Yeah. <laughs> John, what were you thinking, sir? I saw you get consternated when I mentioned my. Oh no, I'm good. Consternated. Um, <laughs> it. One of the things that I will say is UK is is telling the people that they're going to have fifty. What is it? Fifteen percent. Twenty percent of people. Yes. I, yeah, it's that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Well, that's what they've said they're allowing. The question is who's actually taking them up on that. And I've I have read things that say that people are not taking them up on that. Nobody wants to go. All the blue hairs downstairs with the money are exactly in the the age range of people that can drop dead, and they don't want a part of that. The word, the kids, word. the students didn't no. want to go even when it wasn't COVID. <laughs> So then well, they're not even the, here for most of the uh, for the first of the winter. They they I leave agree. Wednesday. Yeah, it's, I, I'm telling you. I mean, when when it comes to a crisis, I trust the judgment of the people who've been there, who have shown up, who have showed true leadership and and judgment. And Rick Pitino leaps to the front of that line. It's, he does. Rick Pitino has shown us for decades. His ability wow. to identify potential He's responsible. problems. He's a responsible, the responsible adult. Leader of men. The responsible leader of leadership with his hand on the tail, on the, the rudder of the ship here. That's what she said. He's the one that... For 15 can, seconds. You can trust him. Like You can give him the keys to your car or a restaurant or... A, any kind of facility, like a million-dollar budget, and he's going to take care of you, and you can be sure that he will have made decisions that will positively impact his family and the rest of the world. It's, it's That's leadership. I'd just wow. like to say it's good to wow. have Rick Pitino back in coaching for John. <laughs> yes. John was sad for a year. But you have to say he's not necessarily wrong in his assessment of postponing and having a May no, it, madness. He is the only one who's out there telling the truth. And that is, the, 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 he is actually telling the truth here. He is leading the way. If you keep these rules, that if one person in your 
in your bubble, if you want to call it that, in your basketball bubble, and that is managers, coaches, assistants, any of the ancillary personnel or the players. If one person tests positive, the whole team is done for 14 days, it'll never work. It's, it's never going to work. I, never. I think, I think Sean's right. There should not be any spectators if you're going to do this because that's just exposing pretty more risk out there. And, and I don't see how they could do it, though, like the NBA did with the bubble down in Orlando because it's, you know, these aren't paid professionals. You, oh, that, so why don't you think they could do that? Professionals. John, you got... Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I've, I've, I'm curious uh, as to why, because it's ESPN talked uh, about that. They talked yeah, about I having a bubble. I don't think you can because the NBA players were being paid, uh, and I think there's something to do with that. Like, if I'm being paid, like, say my employer asked me to go do something, and, and again, maybe contractually with the scholarships, but I'm probably going to go do it because I want to get paid. Um. I don't know what the contract for the scholarship looks like uh, to say, okay, all Kentucky students have to go to um, wherever we'll go to Tuscaloosa because that's just the first thing that came to my mind. So all SEC basketball players have to go to the University of Alabama for classes. They can do it on their computers. They can still attend UK. I think that's a big ask. They're doing it now. I don't think it is. It, yeah, I mean – I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's a big ask. I mean, it's what they're doing now. I mean, literally – since everybody knows I work at the University of Kentucky, we had in my building where I run, we had one class that was scheduled. He showed up, the professor showed up for about six weeks, and that's twice a week, and then he just moved it online. So the technology is already there. We already know, let's just be honest, these basketball players aren't going to class all the damn time. They're going enough to make their grades. Some of them are going because they want to learn something but the majority of the one and done they're going to keep their c average so we don't kick them out of school okay let's just be honest so, so they I don't think, all go professional in something else no sir they don't the sec lies a lot of them may go professional in the food line but it's another story that, that's the NCAA um, who says that not the sec just so. yeah oh i'm sorry you're right it just means more here more. <laughs> but i don't see why they couldn't do that is to stick them in a bubble <laughs> In Atlanta, because there's more than enough practice gyms and all those kinds of things. To do that. Because they are not contractually obligated to do that. You, they these are, are. These are. These are. Well, these then, are individuals that have free will that do not have to do that. Then, then you <laughs> know what? Not, then, no, no, they're students. Then, then don't do that, and we'll find a bunch of Jimmy Chitwoods that will. <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. saying. Now, yeah, I, I mean, no, Rob, they're not individuals with free will because I've seen what those young people, all of them sign when they come to my place of work when they enroll. By the way, Chad, don't send your daughter there. Um, but <laughs> Alabama because, State. <laughs> I mean, the, the paperwork they sign, they, they sign away their lives when they come in. I mean, the U controls it all, even for full-paying tuition students. So there is no reason other than the PR aspect of this, that the university could not do that. Or any university in the SEC could not say, guess what, you belong to us for the year, which is what that scholarship contract says, and we're going to tell you where to live and how to take your classes. What's, 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 they do already. what's the old saying? Your soul better belong to Jesus because your ass belongs to me. Is that, is that, yes. that what that yes. is? Did Brad Bryan or somebody say that? <laughs> something, yeah. something like that. Something like that. So, uh, Rob, go ahead, and then Chad. Uh, no, I just, I just don't. We're we're in a different era in that sense. To me, with social media, I remember when uh, when um, Sunshine got on social media and said, "Let us play." 
you get a couple of influential athletes, um, and it's Trevor Lawrence, not Sunshine, but you get a couple of influential basketball the players Saluki. that are going to come out, and LeBron James says something, and those kids are going to be on that so quick. I just, you know, I mean, if you want to, that's cool. A kid they agree to work if they didn't want to do that i don't think that the that the schools would necessarily be able to do that that's fair chad any schools now go ahead one more thing then the schools rob goes to the nba and says guess what you know what you take whoever you want we want the jimmy chipwoods are going to stay here for four years and still break money from our um, alumni base we don't care take the one and dones the jimmy chipwoods will get us there we will be happy oh I i i completely but nobody will watch the Jimmy Chitwoods. Chad, any other thoughts on this? Nope. Nope. Thank you all. Uh, sufficiently covered it. <laughs> one last thing you could have for for a lot of these programs, as Sean said, you could have Jimmy Chitwoods out there all day long. People would still watch because that's you know that's what we do, so, and we would know who Jimmy Chitwood was <gasps> versus the one and done. All right. So I mean, I'm not gonna go down this road. I'm not gonna argue about. Yes, it. you are. Um, yes, yes, you are. are. Yes, no, you are. What What I will say is, I, I don't understand Rob's. But yeah, I am. So I don't understand Rob's point because that's what they're doing now. <laughs> we're We're taking them to multiple places as, instead of what we're talking about is going to one place instead of multiple places. It is what it is. ESPN floated that idea. There was a, a proposed bubble in Atlanta. There was a proposed bubble in Frankfurt where UK, UofL, and a couple others were going to play. I mean, that that's back when it was the heat of COVID. That's what they planned to do. They scrapped that. The heat of um, the COVID. COVID. Telling me what seconds. I want to hear. 30 seconds, heat please. heat of the COVID. <laughs> Go ahead. Dad's in pain. But the one thing I will say, though, is, like, y'all talking about this Jimmy Chitwood thing, like, I, I think that you don't understand that that's what this is coming to. In five years, that's what college basketball is going to be. Oh it's, yes, when the NBA it, makes up takes that rule away, the, and the one and done rule is going away. Yes. These but kids the are going to go from high school to the G League, sponsored by Gatorade for your pleasure and everyone else's. And Ooh. what we're going to be left with, <laughs> what we're going to be left with in college is going to be, it's going to be the second tier athletes, and you're going to have people that'll stay for a while. And, but, and, and nobody's going to care. Well, they'll it's, still watch it. It's a, I mean, because nobody nobody watches. Your dogs care. It's oh, a good. The, the, there was a, a big question. boom. The G League is fine, and you can send all the great talent there, and they can get paid. More people are going to watch UK basketball than the G League until you know maybe you grow this product, and that's fine. You send the talent there, fine. You can put Rex Chapman and and Sean Woods. You can put these players on UK's team. They're, we're still going to watch. Kansas is going to do the same thing. North Carolina Duke is going to do the same thing. For, for, you could put for a period of time, I agree with you. The question becomes what happens a generation down the road because these kids aren't going to the games now. Are they going to have the same desire to watch these athletes that aren't quite as good? I also think it depends on how the G League is marketed because if you if you position the G League in a way that you show them on ESPN instead of maybe in a, in addition to collegiate basketball, and then maybe you go after these. The, the schools that say now, well, I don't have the money to pay Cal and, and Roy and this Lush Funds and all the other people at Kansas and wherever, some of those dudes may go and they may be more likely to try their hand at the NBA. The, the age is, is a, a world now, but younger coaches, they may say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the jump because I don't know that these colleges are going to pay me what 
is a commensurate salary of what well, I believe it should and, be. And, and again, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with with all of this stuff that's going on in the world? Hopefully, the uh, the pickles the pickle sphere will have done its job. And I uh, felt the world change. You know, we won't pickle. we won't have to deal with with that. <laughs> we won't have to deal with it anymore. But uh, yeah, we, we may have to revisit this topic again once once college basketball season does get underway, and, and we'll see how all of that plays out. Because Chad and I, I think we were kind of all five of us were on the same page with the football season that we didn't think it was going to happen period and we certainly didn't think we were yeah we certainly didn't think we were going to get this far when they finally said it was going to so and rob's dogs have obviously have opinions we're going to have to get them headsets and uh, their own microphones and computers so that they can be on next next time yeah for sure um all right gentlemen so uh, Rob ended up going and getting a bottle of Buffalo Trace after he finished his old fashioned. But uh, yeah, I figured everybody else was doing that. Yeah, so I got absolutely. a BHG single barrel pick, and it's pretty good. All right, all right. So, how long have you had that one? Um, just about three months or so. Okay, and, and for those of you who don't know who are listening outside of the Lexington area, BHG is Bluegrass Hospitality. Is that the one that or? Bluegrass, hot. Bluegrass hospitality. Yeah, hospitality. Was, yeah, I was, I was right on that. Um, so, is that the one you got from the kitchen, from the OBC kitchen? Yeah, OBC kitchen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the one of the picks I got from there. All right, nice. So, Sean, what did you think of uh, yours? Um, mine got better. I opened it last night because the roommate wanted some apple cider and uh, bourbon, and I was about to put my 1910 Old Forester in there. So I opened it last night. Um, it's gotten a little better since it's been open about 24 hours. Um, it's still a different taste than I remember Buffalo Trace when I fell in love with it about 10 or 12 years ago. But hey, it's life. Trace life. Right. Trace life. John, what did you think of the room, the the last of this uh, the Gold Eagle Eagle liquor? No, oh, I thought it was delicious. It's one of those Buffalo Trace um, store picks that was really really good. Yeah, I thought it was good too, and I thought it really being open and like there wasn't really that much left in the bottle at all. There's probably about that much left in the bottle. It was good. Yeah. I think yeah. Chad brought that. I think originally. he I think he did originally. I think was that one of the times you brought those three, Chad? I yeah, think so. yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, it was. It was. Dad, how was your water? <laughs> it was tasty. It was was it? Was it filtered water? Bottled water? <laughs> straight from the tab? What? Where were we going with? Uh, it was artisanal spring water okay. from from Fiji. It was uh, <laughs> sent to Cincinnati and then opened and poured out and then refilled with Cincinnati well water and then rebottled. I hear that's the best <laughs> stuff on earth. It is. So no, the best water in, in Kentucky is in Louisville. But it's not a story. Oh, all it's right. That big dental water. That's that's what's going on there. <laughs> so Chad is hybrid spring. Are are you are you opening anything for Thanksgiving? Are you drinking anything like for Thanksgiving? Nothing special. Nothing special. Yeah, one of our Halloween's got Halloween's. One of our Thanksgivings already has been canceled. So. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, yeah, whatever. It's all the same. It's all Christmas yeah. is already at Walmart. Only the names have changed. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Seems we're wasted away. It's exactly right. <laughs> Thank you, Bon Jovi. All right. Any any final end of the show shout outs? Anyone? I've got some two recommendations. One yeah. I stumbled upon this week, and man, I got glued to it one day at the lake. A show called um, Wicked Tuna. Have y'all seen this? Yes. Nope. Yes. 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 Man, you can just go down that rabbit hole and just watch those bastards try to catch those things for eight. Yes. Um, and then a show that Sean would probably like. It's on the Netflix if you haven't seen it. It's called Hell on Wheels. It's about oh, this. That, 
About the oh, railroad? About the, yeah, I, I saw that when it was running on USA. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah I like it so far. What, what's yeah. that? What's that about? It's 1865 and all the problems you think can be going on in 1865, a divided nation. Okay. Uh, you've got some, you know, these um, railroad baron types trying to yeah. connect uh, east and west across the United States. Uh, it's And, yeah, in the, in the premises, the one guy, the main character, his, uh, he's on a retribution mission, too, because yeah. his, fam his family was, uh, they, I guess his wife and kids were murdered and his house was burned and maybe his wife was raped. And so... He's trying to find out people along using the railroad to find out who these people from the north were and okay. take them out. Yeah, it's good clean American it's common. Uh, yeah, I might, I might check that out. Common I, I, I in it too, bro. Say what? Yeah, it does. Common. Common. Okay. That's cool. I'm, I'm down with that. It, it, no, it's a good series. I watched it okay. when it was on AMC, I think is where it started. AMC but, is, because I remember seeing yeah. the previews for it. Yeah. 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 Common's got a pretty substantial role in it. And what Colomini is the railroad bear, and it, it's it's tasty. Yeah, I recommend watching it. Yeah. Sean, any end of the show shout outs? Um, a shout out to uh, the answer maven had a little health issues, but doing well. So uh, it's good to hear. I know her. So shout out to that. Yep, shout out to that. To her. Uh, no shout out, but I am slightly concerned that I've been to I think nine liquor stores now and can't find a one seven five of Heaven Hill. Old style green label. They I'm have discontinued, discontinued that. Already? That's, yep. Uh, why? Can, that's that's. See, I knew something was up. Gee, I wonder why. That's yeah. Oh my god. Because they're going to put it in some other bottle and charge you, you know, hundred dollars yeah. more for it. So the right now you can still get the the fifths for like thirteen, but the I haven't seen a half gallon since. Well, I need to buy me some fifths then. Go buy oh. you some fifths. That's ridiculous. That's just uh, that, that irritates well, me. But, it, it's a good mixer, and it's disappointing. I mean, since COVID lockdown, I probably I probably crushed like six or seven of those, and, and I just needed another one. <laughs> yeah, but that's disappointing that they. I I don't know. I just and I, I I'm not I'm not surprised. It's, it's, a, it's underpriced. Look at the crap yeah. that they sell for forty fifty dollars. Yep. Yes, and yes. they're selling that for thirteen, kind of like the ball and bond. It's you know I agree. It, yeah, it's a good product and it's underpriced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell to buy I, some more bottles and put those up and not drink them for a while because they're going to relabel them. It's the same thing with my three, three or four bottles of uh, the white label. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking at three, four bottles right now that are not to be touched to the white label. John, any any grievances yeah. into the show? Drink shout outs. I don't know, whatever you want to call them. No, it's um. I'm trying to think. I I guess I prayers up to Dabo. He had a bad week. Um, went all the way to Tallahassee and then didn't get to play. He came out. What was this, up with that? Well, the story that ESPN told us all, thanks to the athletic director at Clemson, was that the two athletic the two medical staffs could not agree on whether or not an individual player should play. A Clemson player had symptoms but tested negative three times. And according to them... Because he had a cold. According to them, Florida State said he shouldn't play. Clemson said, we have followed the ACC protocols. He's cleared to play. So they called off the game. They couldn't agree, so the game was not played. Well, Dabo came out this afternoon saying it wasn't anything about COVID. They just didn't want to play us. They're trying to keep they us... They catch that ass whooping. They're trying to keep us from getting... Get, looking bad basically and showing these these forfeited games so that we yeah. have a lesser chance to be in the playoff so he said we'll play him but they're going to come to death valley and we'll do it at night and it'll be on our terms so that the fight is going to to ensue from here but essentially they're going to have another week off would you like to and it's 
Dabo, we saw how well, yeah, we saw how well that went with Alabama when they had two weeks off. Mm. I, I mean, I agree, but it's. I will say, Clemson was already there. Like they traveled, they were there. They were in the hotel the next that morning when the the game was called. So now Clemson's arguing that that Florida State owes them their travel money, and you're gonna pay my bills and. Oh, good. Stop what? it. Clemson. Stop it. We're taking that to court. That's big time. Cut that check. Cut Bama, that check. Bama does that all the time. Anything else? Anyone? No? No, I mean, really? I, I think it's about, uh, what else was I? I? I don't know. I mean, usually Happy you got a lot today, of y'all. grievances. Double I don't know. Yeah. 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 Eat all right. some ham. Uh, get out there and, uh, and, and, and watch those two 50-year-olds fight with Roy, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike yes. Tyson. Yes, yes. Relive the 80s uh, when you were young and, and enjoyed life. Is get that, out there and do that. Is that, is that on regular ESPN or is that going to be on pay-per-view? we got to pay-per-view that crap. I think it's pay-per-view. That's got to be pay-per-view. Forget it then. Forget it. I'll, I'll watch it illegally on Twitter or something. It'll we'll, be on YouTube. We'll watch it illegally on Facebook like we do the Steelers games that aren't on regular TV mm-hmm. here. Shh. Thank you to those people out in Arizona and doing that service. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know what though? Shout out to those people in Arizona doing that service. Oh, yeah. And setting work. that setting that cam up God's on their work. TV. It is God's work. And you know what? <laughs> Sean, shout out to you. I I I meant to say this at the very beginning of the show. Sean uh, had to run to Best Buy when he found out we were doing yes, this uh, on the Skypes tonight. Um, which is, it wasn't totally last minute. It was like what two hours before we usually record or whatever. An hour, hour. So I, I gave yeah, y'all I gave y'all some time. But Sean went out and got a webcam at Best Buy and decided to splurge on a microphone. So shout out to that, sir. Um, how's that mic working for you? <laughs> Actually, it's good. It, it sounds, good. sounds 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 clear. really good, it's, dude. It's professional quality. It I'm is. telling you, this it is. You I actually just, sound better on here than you do in person. <laughs> wow, thank you, Rob. I love you so much. Ma. I know you do. Now, if we can well, just get Rob one of those opinion filters that you got, that'd be good. <laughs> and as we lock into our long COVID winter, this oh. might, have been a, might have been a good wise buy, Sean. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, I could have yeah. been. So, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll all be able to be back in the fort in a couple of weeks. I, you know, I don't. But we just, we just wanted to take precautions because, you know, that's what abundance I, of caution. That's how we. That, you had that yeah. to say that because we all dirt old, and, and that's and we and we have family members who are who are older and and that yeah. kind of thing, and you know, so you know, we all want to be. It's problematic to be in person. Rick Patino, responsible. One more thing. This is your fault, by the way. This problematic business. Once, no, 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 no. once, once you people said that, once you people said that, I it's hear that all the time now, and it's driving me nuts. It's not problematic. It's driving me nuts. Either are a problem or they are not. Uh, Things is, are not problem-like. So you stop using driving that damn word. It's, it's a driving problem. me nuts. And I, I had lived my life just a, a problematic, gentle, a gentle God, blissfully, <laughs> a blissfully, you until you it. said it. Oh, it's not problematic. It's a problem. I hear it all the Is time. Is that not now. a word? Drives me nuts. Look, mm. I think it's a word. Don't, oh, Sean, did God. you want? Did you want to say something else before that? No, I'm done. Problematic <laughs> is not a word. All right, that it will be in like next year because people keep saying it. Shut up, Rob. I'll give you it's a list like, of violators. That broke Sean. <laughs> that broke him. All right. So, uh, yeah, Chad. So, so Sean, Sean, tell me that problematic is not a word. That's what I'm hearing. He don't like it. He don't like I that don't word. Like he don't like it. Problem or they're not. It's problematic. But it, then that, if they're a problem, problem they can like. be problematic. They're not problem like. They're a problem or they are not a problem. Next we time on. on Bourbon of Bad Opinions. This time on Grammar Corner. All right. <laughs>
Well, we usually, usually it's Chad. Sean's well, that's, got why I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of laying down like the gauntlet here. Like, oh, I know. All I, right. I like Sean. I like Sean saying that it's something's either a problem or it's not a problem. But can't something also be like a problem? No, it's yeah. a problem in your life, or it's not a problem in your life, and no, you move on. Like like think about it this way: by that by that rationale, you could say that's a car, and that's not a car. And I have I have something like a like a go kart. Isn't that it's not car like? It's a go kart. It's totally car like. It's automobile car like. Doesn't have doors. Does not have hoods. A side by side does have doors. It does not have a trunk. And it's not. It's an eight. My car doesn't have a trunk either. When the top's down. That's why. That's why the word. That's why we're using the word like. We're not saying that's it. My car is car like, Sean. All right, that's it. That's it. I'm cutting this off. It's problem ass. I'm I'm cutting this off. I'm cutting it off. Okay. So, join us next time on Hell, John. (laughs) Bourbon cooking and grammar. Was fine until you came along talking about this problematic bullshit. I never used that word, sir. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter at Podcast B A B O on on Instagrams. I appreciate uh, the three of you joining us on the Skypes and. uh, yeah, well, I think we'll talk to you next time. See ya. <laughs> Bye, guys.